When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. This is the main event. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad. And I am once again asking for you to pay $9.99 for the WWE Network. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the Triple H to my corporate cane. He is Greg. What's up, Greg? That's the Triple H I want to forget. Uh, he, he did what was best for business, Greg. Come on. Well, he's doing it now with, with grace and style, so give him that. Yeah, legitimately now he is doing what's best for business. And everything I've seen coming out of WWE has been fire. So, and I mean, nobody's going to bat a thousand. Nothing is going to be perfect, but it's it's pretty damn great. Yeah, it's still got Hit Row and uh, Gable and Otis. So yeah, there's some clunkers on there still. In his defense about uh, the Hit Row thing, I mean, I can't defend him for keeping him around as long as he did unless it's a long ass contract but people were saying they wanted them back and it was kind of like there there was a bit of an uprising for them online where it was like man i can't wait i I hope hit row lands somewhere good i want to see hit row back so we brought him back and uh but the fine print said we want swerve back (laughs) yeah right like i I don't think uh I, i don't think everybody understood it's like no you don't want hit row you want swerve and uh well He's off doing nothing over on the other channel right now. So, who's that? So, we remind everybody that the big star is on the other channel. <laughs> you don't think about going the other way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the first thing is, like, when you see them perform, it's like, oh, God, where's Swerve? Like, oh, he's off on you know, the other channel. Okay. Oh, man. How but, left. So, of the voice and the look. And whatever the hell shot you the Adonis is. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, ladies and gents, today we're going back to 2014 for this year's SummerSlam. It's our last SummerSlam review of the, the Summerfest. Yes. Uh, this was a pretty, I didn't realize how, like, kind of popular this SummerSlam was for a couple different reasons. There are a few big things that happened here, and... I'm like going through, and I'm, I'm sure you do because you're the main event collector. Uh, going through this show, going, and they've made like uh, quite a few Mattel figures of these looks on this show. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I was like, wow, okay. Uh, I was like, I have this one. I've seen that one in stores. I have this one. Uh, there were quite a few of them. I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize, but at, at least while, from this time too, period. One thing I just remember too, for a while, this event wasn't on the network. They pulled it. Like, I'm guessing for some music rights. Huh. That's weird. Because there's somebody that we mutually know 
that was going off about it. I'm like, who cares about this one event? I know this was a big thing to him. <laughs> who wow. cares? Who cares, bro? Well, there Having to Hollywood, Japanese bro. People. Who cares about Los Angeles, bro? <laughs> yeah, right. It's all about New York, bro. Was this during the time where, like, every SummerSlam for, like, I don't know how many years was in L.A.? Yeah. And believe it or not, I didn't go to a single one of those. I don't know why. Wow. No, but you went, you went to, didn't you go to all the Brooklyn ones, or at least most of them, right? Uh, three of the four. Okay. I didn't go to 17 because a uh, mutual friend dragged my ass to Disneyland. I didn't want to go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess I'll settle for Disneyland. Yeah, right. Well, this one was during that time where, yeah, like I, for those that don't remember, yeah, it was like, what, four or five years in a row they held it in L.A., and then they held yeah. it in Brooklyn for, you know, like you said, four years. And now they're just all over the map, which I think is cool. They're obviously now they're, they're just in, now they're in stadiums, so that's cool, right? And obviously, uh, Greg and I were at the one in Detroit recently, so yeah, I don't know. I, like, I'm not complaining because obviously I want to go, but when I think vacation spots for the for SummerSlam, I'm not thinking Detroit. There's yeah, not really, Miami, obviously LA, and New York's been done. Yeah, you know, Orlando. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. Even I would even say, didn't they do Tennessee last year? They did, yeah. Yeah. So that one I could see because there there's actually quite a bit. People don't think of like Tennessee as like a, a vacation spot, but depending on where you go, there's there's Memphis, there's Nashville, and there's uh, Pigeon Forge slash Gatlinburg. There's a lot to do down there, and uh, it's it's a, treated like a big tourist destination. Detroit, nobody has ever been like, you want to go to well, Detroit on vacation? Go blue. Oh well, eat ass. Uh, Roman Reigns is no, it's it's Roman Reigns. He's going to give you the well, stink face. It's a handsome man, at least. <laughs> yeah, you're going to acknowledge his ass. <laughs> but either way, uh, I do have a, quite a bit of news and notes to share with you today, and uh, uh, quite a bit. I, I told you about this before uh, before we started recording, but I have actually quite a few Hulk Hogan related stories. He's back, baby. Gee, I wonder what those are going to be. Yeah, uh, the the tape, the famous tape, has not hit yet, so it's not involving that. Oh. Okay, never mind. Yeah, well, if it had if if it had hit, he wouldn't have been on the show. So he he literally opens the show. He's cheered like a god as always. Uh, so uh, I think as soon as that tape hit, they pulled his ass. They're like, nope. Uh, it is what it is. Our first story is very uncomfortable, but uh, that's funny. Like that stuff's happening today with all the stuff with with Trump. Like all the, what is it with everybody like secretly taping everybody? I thought you can't do that. Depends. It it honestly depends on what state you're in. There are single party consent states like Texas and Ohio where only one single person uh, being recorded has to know. Everybody else can be in the dark. They don't. They don't have to know. I think that's but some BS. It's uh, it's legal, and I mean, I don't know. I can see both sides of it because on one hand, yeah, if somebody's like. Uh, screwing you over and you need evidence of it you know there you go uh, on the other hand it is kind of dirty but if you're in a state like that you kind of have to just be like well i could be being recorded so don't say anything incriminating or effed up you know i don't know uh and then you got states like california and florida are you have to, both people being recorded have to know or every single person being recorded has to know uh i'm sure there are others i'm sure new york is like that as well but yeah, it's well, you uh, know, my point was going to be too. It's like I'm not excusing what he did, but at the same time, it's like 
how many like heroes people everyone loves have said stuff that no one's heard right they're gonna hold yeah. one guy accountable for what was illegally recorded <laughs> i don't know interesting i only know a handful of people that are just like saints like everybody's done something in private or multiple things in private that it's like it's in private and the and the the people that are saying or doing the thing around they will get it it's in context but if it was recorded and put out in the public it would look really bad you know yep. so i don't know it's uh i get it. it it is it is a bit dirty uh doing that kind of crap so unfortunately uh you know people got to be on their guards but either way uh this <laughs> Uh, so we don't have a story about Hulk Hogan and racism, but we do have a story about racism right out the gate. It's pretty uncomfortable. Uh, we'll get into it here. As opposed uh, to the comfortable racism ones you bring up. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that's a nice lead in. We do want to thank the sponsor of the podcast. And now we're going to get into our first break. On the other end of this, we're diving into the news and notes. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought this is an invasion angle? Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks the main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back we're back if you're tuning into a wrestling podcast to hear about wrestling and you want it gimmick and politic free, you probably want the same out of your products. Are you ready to ditch the gimmick coffee? Coffee Brand Coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. They've got bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. Not into coffee? Well, they've got great teas and cocos as well. At Coffee Brand Coffee, their head coffee roasters have mastered the art of unlocking flavors hidden inside their beans. Each batch is custom crafted and curated to accompany unique flavor profiles. 
click on the link in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our special promo code main event all one word at checkout to get five percent off your order that's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code main event to save five percent at checkout you cracking anything there you go I already Five cracked my somewhere. monster. Yeah, I already cracked my monster. So. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, now that sounds like an innuendo. Oh, uh, I already released the Kraken. <laughs> what the? What are you drinking today? Sparkling ice. Uh, oh, what's it called? Sparkling ice caffeine. Sugar-free. From the official store of the main event march, by the way. Do you remember yeah, what it Dollar is? Dollar Tree. <laughs> 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 yep. Got to... Got to support that Dollar Tree, man. Uh, but either way, let's get into the news and notes. That is correct. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dave. Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> the more recent stuff, I don't really pull from Dave. Although every once in a while, they'll they will uh, make references to Dave or somebody in the the observer. Well, actually. Yeah, right. But this first story I got here, the PW Torch was gone, or has gone on record stating talks with a WWE employee alleging a racist culture behind the scenes in WWE that apparently includes Vince McMahon giving his private jet a racially offensive nickname. I'm kind of curious as to what it is now. Like, what the hell did he name it? Well, you're going to leave us hanging? I don't even, I don't know what it is, too. Yeah. Um... Oh, man, I might have to Google that. But in addition, Vince apparently tries to teach black wrestlers how to, quote, be more black, whatever that means. What the hell? How because when I think of someone being black, I think of Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, like, if this is true, I wish I was a fly on the wall to see these, quote unquote, classes. Like, what is Vince McMahon getting up there? Is like, no, damn it, you, you gotta be like this. And then he's like, oh, remember stuff he- out. Remember he dropped the N-bomb in front of Booker to John Cena, I think yes. it was? Yep. <laughs> said that but I guess Cena it wasn't the, the quote-unquote bad N-bomb. I mean... Uh, hey, I, I, I had an A at the end. I just... Yeah. That was on live TV, by the way, so it wasn't like somebody just had on tape delay and let, and let in. <laughs> so... Uh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I okay, so I'm not getting any hits here. Um, on 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 the Googs, Everybody, yeah. Oh my gosh, something about uh, doesn't okay. <laughs> the the best thing I got here would be is uh, Freddie Prince Jr. says that uh, Vince McMahon doesn't allow anyone to poop on his private plane while in the air. <laughs> I mean, is that a bad rule? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, okay. I, I don't know that I, I would hold anyone accountable for that one. I just. God dang it, pal. When we're in the air, don't drop one. <laughs> we can't, like, open a window. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's <laughs> not something I'm going to hold over his head, I don't think. Yeah, right. Uh, other than that, I'm like finding stuff about like racist scripts and whatever, but uh, nothing specific about his jet. I don't know. <laughs> the be more black stuff, talking to the black wrestlers, that, that one gets me though. Uh, the creative team is made up of almost entirely uh, white men, 
with the exception of Dave Kapoor, who you may know as Ranjan Singh. Anybody that doesn't know, that's the guy who used to be, uh, he used to follow around Great Kali. He was like his, his manager, or whatever. He talked for him. His brother. Yeah. Oh, wait, is it really? That's what he said on TV. Hmm. Well, it's alleged that, God, I feel Allegedly. I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to read this one. But it's alleged that his nickname among some of the agents within the company is slightly on this one. His nickname among the agents is a is a, allegedly allegedly Taliban. Wow! What the fuck, dude? If you're calling someone Taliban, <laughs> God, disgusting. And he's Indian. Not that that makes it better, but good God. <sighs> like, do they know that the Taliban isn't from India? Again, not that it makes it better if he was not Indian. Good God. Oh, we're man. just being geographically correct here, who we're doing. Right. See, we're fun and educational. This is about that time. We already, we're, like I said, we're going to talk about Hulk Hogan coming back and whatnot. But uh, Sting is expected to meet with Vince McMahon during this weekend of SummerSlam. A deal may finally be finalized for him to sign with WWE officially. Okay, we'll give him that. Yeah, so I, I guess what we can say is... That is correct. So, uh, was it 2015 he comes... Or no, it's it's uh, by Survivor Series, isn't it? Yeah, a couple months from this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, somebody else, speaking of uh, people jumping ship from Impact slash DNA, Kurt Angle is apparently trying to work out a deal with WWE that would see him work a decreased schedule so that he could do big shows, but... Not much else. It does not appear, however, that WWE is biting at all, at least right now, and Vince McMahon has been negative on bringing Angle back ever since he left the company back in 2006. We'll give him half yeah. it on that one. Yeah. He doesn't come back until 2017? I want to say 17. Yeah. So it's going to be a little while still. And wait, is it? Wait, is it? Something, cause he, well, Isn't cause he, he the, uh, he's the GM of SmackDown and Foley's the GM of Raw, right? Was that that? No, it was him and Shane. So, Irvine. So yeah, later. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Well, he was. It was him and Paige were the GMs together. And I think before right. that it was that was definitely 2018 because we were there when they announced Paige. Remember? Yeah, and so, and he wrestled at WrestleMania uh, 30. 19 or probably. in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was back when he could still kind of go. And then apparently he hurt himself really bad and then decided to go on a horrible retirement tour. Yeah. Like every, every single one of the matches just kept getting worse and worse. I'm like, man, this is painful. You don't say to watch. that often about him. I know. And then he comes out afterwards. He's like, well, I was, you know, I had a severe injury. And it's like, well, th- then is that don't. what going to say? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I get it. I mean, he did look like he was wrestling hurt, but it's like, maybe postpone it then because he was like, no, I got to wrap it up now. Do you, though? Like, couldn't you just, uh, you know, wait to get that taken care of and then come back? Well, you could just not wrestle at all, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> then we wouldn't have gotten those matches that we want to forget. <coughs> oh, I'd be, yeah. be like, uh, like you and I talk about the famous return for Shawn Michaels in Saudi Arabia. Well, he could have just not wrestled at all. It's like, uh, you mean that was yes. an option? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'll take that. <laughs> right. Uh, this uh, this one is uh, uh, well, you don't have to be Nostradamus for this one, but 
WWE is apparently pretty high on Kevin Steen, hence the big announcement of his signing and initial push that it's a big deal. Uh, in yeah. addition, <laughs> yeah, well, just that's play out. yeah, right. Uh, in addition, the Wrestling Observer has said Dean Ambrose has been told to stop doing the cannonball in the corner move so that Steen can use it as a trademark spot when he gets up to the main roster. That could mean that he'll be called up sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to play nice. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't get called up really soon, but then again, he doesn't like sit down in NXT for too long. I think it's less than a year, isn't it? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is 2014? Yeah. But he's he already on the main roster. Oh, oh, no, you're talking about no. Steen, never mind. I'm on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Steen comes in. Uh, he did wrestle at the next SummerSlam when we were there, so it's coming up pretty quick within the year. Was he, because I remember when he first, like, quote unquote, came up to the main roster, he was NXT champion. So he was, he was still, hot yeah, he was still going back and forth between NXT and main roster. Right, because he was on the main roster when he wrestled Finn Balor at the takeover we were at. Right. And the thing with uh, with him is, uh, what I was shocked about was he was not a, man, wait till Triple H gets in charge and he's going to be a big deal. This man loved him too. He, well, he's, he made he made it two WrestleManias in a row, so yeah, clearly he is not like you would not look at him and think, "Oh, that's a Vince McMahon guy right there." Like he looks like exactly the opposite of a Vince McMahon guy. Now he's fat. He's fat. He's bearded. He's fishy white. God dang it! Main event <laughs> in WrestleMania. He's fat. But it, you know what? He did against uh, the biggest one of the biggest stars he's ever had and the greatest tag team of all time. So it's not too shabby of a Resume either. Yeah, right. So yeah, I, I, you'd think he'd walk in the room and Vince McMahon would just be like, He's fat! <laughs> or like uh, Jim Cornette says, he goes, ha, ha, good rip, pal. Kick his ass out. What are we really doing? <laughs> yeah. God dang it. You can't put that on the WrestleMania poster. God that's what he, dang it. That's what he said that they would say if uh, they were like to book someone against 20 security guards like AEW did Wardlow. <laughs> Here's a nice little bonus check. What are we really doing, pal? It was a good rip. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Figured he'd do like the same thing he did with like, uh, according to Bruce Pritchard, this was something he did to to uh, Cornette himself like one time. Got a story about him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pritchard said one time, uh, Vince McMahon like grabbed Jim Cornette and like shoved him back and and like acted like he was disgusted. He's like, "Oh God, I sunk into you." What the hell? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh, Kevin Steen's had himself like we've talked about this before. Kevin Owens, whatever the hell, uh, he's had himself. Like, you want to talk about a bucket list career in WWE, man. Like, right there. He basically debuted against Cena. Like, he debuted against the biggest star on the damn planet at yeah, the time. Had, had so. great matches against him. He's held, I think, pretty much damn near every uh, belt that company has. Has he been IC champ? I forget. Yeah, I mean, no, I think that's the one he's missing. Him okay. and Sheamus, that's the only one they're missing. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and ironic, because people, like, when people think, oh, greatest of all time, like, people don't put, like, Owens up there, just like they don't put Sheamus up there, but an argument can be made. They're in the top five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just double check uh, this because someone actually. Yeah, right. I know he won the uh, United States title because I was there when he won it. Right. Yeah, I remember he started wearing red, white, and blue because that was a thing for a while. It was the face of America. Every time you hold a U.S. title or the U.S. title, you you must wear red, white, and blue. Technically, red, white, and blue is the color of French, and he's French. So, I mean, there's that. Well, hillbilly French, but yeah, sure. French Canadians are going to get pissed. I said that, but I mean, I've oh, heard he it. was your kind of champion twice. 
I have no freaking recollection of that. Either. Hang on. I got to go look at the history of CVP. <laughs> Who did he ever beat? I'm looking right now. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I did, that, I'm like lost. I don't remember that at all. Also, NXT yeah. champion, universal champion, intercontinental champion, United States champion, tag champion, tag champion. 16th yeah, Grand Slam no. champion. All right, then. So he's literally never held the WWE title. That's it. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's held uh, the title that's now merged with the WWE title. So All right. Okay, hold enough, on. I guess. I'm looking here. Hold on. I'm sure he uh, will be WWE champion, you know, before the, the end of all this. I like, by the way, that they didn't just like oh, he, split them titles up again. They just created a third world title. Yep. Like, okay. Triple H had to get himself a big gold in there, didn't he? Just had to. Let's see. Okay, so he beat Tyler Breeze, Stardust, and Dolph Ziggler, and Ambrose <laughs> in a fatal five-way match. Oh, God. That's the most, like, uh, before the, I'd say, like, a 20-teens WWE thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know how the hell I forgot this, dude. I'm kicking myself. How the hell did I miss this? Yeah. So he's done everything. He's had big matches at big pay-per-views against John Cena. Looking for he's the held every one, title. Man. He main evented at WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's uh, main evented multiple WrestleManias now. Headlined multiple pay-per-views. Was a world tag t- uh, champion with his best friend. I mean, like, just bucket lists, man. Actually, that last one was all he ever wanted. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and it looks like he also beat Ryback. Oh, God. You know, so That's a feather in the cap. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Again, bucket list, man. I'm Look, telling I, you. I, I don't I don't want to remember Ryback being champion, so I'm going to chalk it up. So that's why I didn't know Owens won that title. I tried to black him out, but... I do remember him being champion. I don't remember anything about his run. I just remember him being champion, but yeah. They bring Bret Hart in to praise him like it meant something. Oh, Ryback? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I have zero memory of that, but... Yeah, well, again, Ryback, but... (laughs) On uh, YouTube, the tube of you, Brian Fritz of BetweenTheRopes.com featured him interviewing Hulk Hogan with Dave Meltzer. Uh, I'm sure. Good Lord, beat. talk about me losing my respect for somebody. Uh, you're talking to Uncle Dave, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Uh, well, well, you got that. You just know that the BS was just dick. flying with this interview, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there. You're just sitting there the whole time, like liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. Of of course, to Hogan. But anyway, he's telling, he's telling uh, Hogan, hey, you know when you buy Sam Andre, the Bucks are being born in Rancho Cucamonga. Exactly. Well, <laughs> everything in wrestling is judged based on how far from a point in the Bucks' life it happened. Right. But uh, Hogan explained that his desire to wrestle again, or ex- explains rather his desire to wrestle again, uh, has been driven by watching old tapes for, of his from WCW at TNA. He called his matches in the dying wow. days of WCW embarrassing, and those yeah. in TNA and those in TNA a nightmare. Well, that is correct. He's speaking for himself or for the fans. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hogan acknowledges that neither Vince McMahon nor Triple H wants him to wrestle again, but nevertheless, his goal he is also to acknowledge s- Roman Reigns. Uh, no, not not yet. But nevertheless, his goal is to still get back in the WWE ring. Good God, think 
thank God that like cooler heads prevail and thank like Kenny Omega it didn't happen. Yeah, Whew. right. I I can just imagine that now where he's like, well, you know, brother, I want to get back in the ring one more time, and Vince is like, ha ha, good shit, pal. Uh, that's, right, pal. Gonna, that's gonna be a no for me, brother. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a no for me, dog. I, just, I can't. Uh, Uncle Dave bluntly put uh, puts it that uh, or to the Hulkster that he's trying to get a match with John Cena this year, which he immediately denies before calling that the best best case scenario and something that would happen in a perfect world. I mean, is it though? <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, that's two of the biggest stars they've ever had. So I guess in a perfect world, they're both healthy. Yeah. Right. But good lord, I know John Cena's a real effing man, but I don't even think he can carry that on his back. Like, and I'm not talking about like Hogan in his prime. I'm talking about Hogan in 2014, people. Nah. Yeah, we've seen we've seen Shawn Michaels, the Undertaker, greats come make yeah. an ass of themselves later. So what do you think Hogan <laughs> did? Yeah, Cena probably looked at that and was like, "Um, I'm good." <laughs> you know, you got to give credit where credits due, though. Sting still looks fairly decent. Well, yeah. Well, Sting also didn't f himself up as much as Hogan did. I mean, Hogan is effed up. Like he is foobar at this point, man. Like, so there you go. Well, right here. Hogan admitted that he has genetic uh, arthritis in his elbows and toes, which would be or uh, which he would need to get rid of to be able to face Cena at WrestleMania 31 next year. He would God. be at WrestleMania 31. Yeah, not wrestling, but uh, so would Sting, as you just mentioned. Uh, Sting is that one man that like uh, like Triple H had that hit list marking everybody off the WCW roster, and he's like. Damn it, gotta get Sting. And he's, did you want to, you believe that Triple H was there? Like, he's like, did you sign him? He's like, yes. You know, I'm getting him at WrestleMania, right? I'm pinning his ass. <laughs> Buried. Uh, Sting was like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sting I get was, why, but. Yeah. Sting was like, so, uh, yeah, whatever. Is my check in the mail? He never did a damn thing to them either. It's like, watch anything he ever did on Nitro. There's no ever shots at WWE ever. Nope. But he was the face of WCW. I mean, you had Ric Flair, you had Goldberg, you had Hogan. But let's face it, I mean, they called him the franchise for a reason. He was the guy that Vince could not steal all the way from the Crockett era up until literally the day, the day it died. So, Ric Flair's been on record saying he wished he would have went earlier. <laughs> if he would have, probably wouldn't have got buried by Vince. He probably would have been like a big star. He had well, he that... He would have been in the lawyer spot, and it probably would have been even better, honestly. But. Yeah, they would have probably stuck with Sting, because Sting... I mean, the the Warrior had, like, a, a they charisma. Got the Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, Sting had that, like, charisma to him, that, and uh, and he was halfway decent in the ring, whereas the Warrior... Yeah, he was carrying What do you mean halfway? Well, you know what I mean. But the, but the thing is, the Warrior... It, it was one of them, and I like the Warrior, where I don't crap on him as much as other people do, but... It's one of them where it's like once you've seen it, you've seen it, and yeah. you're gonna you tune back in, you see it again. You're like, ah, yeah, you know, it was better last time. Plus the fact that I mean, not to speak ill of the dead, but it's pretty common knowledge at this point. He was a huge Richard. Like yeah. the lock, the locker room didn't like him. He was crappy to the fans. This is being confirmed from like 100 million sources too. Dude, he got in trouble for for screaming at a kid asking for an autograph. So and and Hogan was uh, or no uh, not Hogan uh, Undertaker Undertaker said he he saw it happen where he's like cussing out a kid who asked him for an autograph at an airport 
Meanwhile, by the way, like like uh, like Undertaker said, he's like, I'm trying to be incognito. He's like, I'm a big dude. He's like, I'm in all black. I got my hat pulled down, sunglasses on, like you know, so nobody recognizes okay, you know, as me. As well as he wants to imagine it, that's not incognito. If you're a seven foot <laughs> dude, almost four hundred pounds at the time. Yeah, you're not incognito. <laughs> yeah, about as good as he could do, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he said, you know, the the warrior, he's like, he's got freaking airbrushed, uh, you know, jackets on, got the muscles out and whatever, sunglasses on, his hair all crazy. And he was like, he's a walking billboard. And then he's angry that people approach him. He's like, what? You know that check you cashed? You're welcome. Yeah, right. But staying with Hulk Hogan, responding to Steve Austin's opinion, saying that he was a bigger legend than the Hulkster in a Q&A session with uh, Yahoo Sports. Hogan dissed Stone Cold by implying that he was delusional. He said, quote, I think that's in his own mind. My career was twice as long as his. I've been a main eventer. Hey, since, it was. I've been a main eventer since 1978. When we, sold, when we sold out Shea Stadium. Okay. Who's we? I mean, yeah, you were there. But Andre sold it out at, in 78. I mean. He can have 87, though. Yeah. Yeah, 78. I, I'm sorry, Hulk. You didn't sell it out. You you were there with Andre, like just just to be fair here. But uh, you know, so all these events that he that they sold out are gone now. I know, right? That's sad. They continued. Like, I just, if it was there, you you'd be driving my ass over to the Pontiac Silverdome when we get there. Oh yeah, if, right. it, was, if it was still there, dude, I would I would go in a heartbeat. <laughs> I want to see that thing. We well, go see the Amazon company. It is now. <laughs> yeah, right. I, this is where Hogan body slammed Andre. <laughs> Right, right in that, uh, the, right in that, uh, that warehouse over there, in the prime anyway. section. Right, but he continued. Uh, I just totally disagree with him. I know he had a good run when he was in the Attitude Era. I don't know how long the Attitude Era was—four years, eight years. I don't know how long it was. That's where we totally disagree. Maybe he and I should lock up and figure this thing out. That would be a nice match. End quote. Uh, I, I, I think, love uh, both guys, but no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. I will say this when Hogan made his return to WWE, I think they could have had a halfway like they could have had a passable match, I think. Like it, it would have been straight brawling, but said he got cares. the other mega stop. Yeah, right. And he had a good match with The Rock, a great match with The Rock. But I think he could have pulled a great one out with Austin too. I don't know. I mean, Austin did like in his own way revolutionize the business and he like uh, just sheer money, I think they said he did make more money than Hogan in his prime, you know, adjusted for inflation and whatever. But to Hogan's point, he was on top longer in multiple companies. I blame Owen Hart. Yeah, yeah, and he. Well, and the thing is with uh, <clears throat> go Google with, it if you don't know what it is, folks. Yeah. Well, I'm not crapping on the dead. I'm not. I would never. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, but the the thing with with Hogan is, yeah, he kind of helped bring wrestling into prime time and in like the limelight and everything, along with Cindy Lauper, right? And yeah, Vince obviously did most of it, but he had to have a hood ornament, a star. And Hogan was it. There you go. But there's more news on the Hulkster. Hulk Hogan recently sat down with Grantland. I don't know what that is, but either way, to discuss what? the. Di- Brantland, Brantland, whatever. I I have no idea what it is. How do you spell it? G R A N T L A N D. It's Brant. it's a 
Yeah. I was looking at Rant. Sports and pop culture uh, website. It's associated with ESPN. That's all you got to know. Yeah. So there, it's uh, first thing, grantland.com. Uh, if anybody checks it out. There's an anyway. article here about how Grantland died. Oh ESPN killed us today. Wow. Okay, then. So it's old. But anyway. Push uh, up daisies. Warm food. When should okay. I have stopped? Tits up. <laughs> he makes Hulk it worse. <laughs> yep. Uh, Hulk Hogan recently sat down with Grantland to discuss the death of Ultimate Warrior and his final encounter with him at WrestleMania 30. Ultimate Warrior's widow, Dana, saw the video and responded with a statement on Facebook. Quote, I've been really quiet since the, my, the passing of my husband and the father of my girls. Someone sent me what Mr. Balea had to say in video interview with Grantland yesterday, and I would just like to ask him to stop. He is the only person in the WWE universe who did not give a call or send a card. My girls asked why he didn't check on us like everyone else, and I explained simply there isn't a camera at our mailbox or in our house when we receive our calls. Damn. Uh, I would ask respectfully, Mr. Balea, for you to understand my girl's hurt and just let some time pass before you say anything more. End quote. A little harsh, uh, but from her side of it, yeah, I I mean, you're the only... I'm going to say she's exaggerating, saying, well, he's the only one. But at the same time, it's like, you didn't, like, call, text, send a card... Like my condolences, whatever. I mean, again, Dollar Tree. You can get it for a buck twenty-five. Official store, the main event marks. Exactly. You can get a, you know, uh, my condolences card and send it. I mean, something. I don't know. But then again, I also don't think that he needs the widow's permission to talk about one of his former coworkers in an interview. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, this, I, I am today's years old when I heard about this story, and oh, I'm taking it with. I'm taking it with a grain of salt. I can always tell your lead-ins, man, how I'm going to understand it. (laughs) Well, I'm taking this one with a big grain of salt, and you'll see why. But former UFC title contender Shale Sonnen was a guest on the Talk is Jericho podcast and told an interesting story about getting a call from WWE shortly after he was suspended for two years by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I got a call about two days after I was suspended. WWE executive calls me up and says, hey, we read what you're going through, and we just want you to know that we're not interested. Well, why did you call me, you know? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Uh, this is kind of a new phone for me. It's kind of a new number. You had to go through some work to get my number. So I just said, thanks. He goes, listen, if, I were, uh, if you were 24 years old, we'd give you a contract, and you would be making a whole jackpot full of money. That's the term he used. He goes, you know, by your age, we just don't want you. So I'm just thinking, why did they call? Uh, then did comes, they really? He's also yeah. no liar, too. Yep. Well, he says, then comes why they called. They go, but we think TNA is going to be calling you, and if they do, then we want back in the game. <laughs> End quote. Yeah. I'm sure WWE was like, Damn it, we can't let TNA snipe Shale Sonnen. The guy who just cheated and still couldn't win the fight. Keep that in mind. And got suspended for two years. Uh, To wrap it up, by the way, Sonnen was suspended on July 23rd, effectively retiring from MMA in the process. Did he retire? Didn't he pop up in Bellator? He did pop up in Bellator. He lost to, was it Tito? Probably. I think so. 
That sounds right. Good God. No, Bellator's what... taking the old dudes putting them in the fights. Yeah, that's, a re- that's uh, the retirement home for MMA. That apparently Tony caught my own one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Instead of... Uh, instead of It all plays. Instead of snagging the people that leave WWE, now he's just snagging the old fighters who are too old to make it in UFC anymore. If I knew anything about soccer, I would assume that his team... He also does that for a soccer team. Yeah. That's sad. But uh, now that Guardians of the Galaxy has taken the box office by storm, and wow. Uh, oh, all these, that age is right. Yeah, right. The damn and, sequels have done it too. Yep. And Dave Batista, who plays Drax in the movie, is all but finished up with his promotional duties for the film. He should be returning to WWE anytime. In doing media, he was asked who he <laughs> wants to do, who he wants to work with when he comes back. He's still pushing the line that he wants to retire after a match with Triple H at WrestleMania. So that is correct. Yeah, that that happens. I mean, not this year, but it, it does happen. Oh, it happens uh, a couple years later. Yeah, Five years? 30, 33, 35, 30, 35. Oh, OK. But uh, he also said, quote, I also have a real close friend, Thaddeus Bullard, who is Titus O'Neil, and he's actually a really close friend. I think there is a lot that remains to be seen from him, and I don't think they're doing him justice. They aren't really using him to his full ability, and I'd love to be that guy that kind of brings him up to the next level. So if I could accomplish that, that would be great, end quote. All right, where do you want to start with that? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, nah. Like, Batista, last time we saw you, you were over the hill, okay? You ain't elevating Titus O'Neil. Like, I don't even think John Cena had the pull to elevate Titus O'Neil, okay? That just wasn't happening. I will say, I enjoy his commentary. I think he's a pretty good color commentator. He's a genuinely good human being, too, so there's that. Yeah, I think he's a great dude. I think he screwed himself, uh, you know, putting his hands on Vince McMahon that one time, even if he was just messing around. It was kind of a unnecessary thing to do. But even past that, though, I don't know. It's not like he was going to go anywhere or do anything great. I still think he's uh, he's a great ambassador for him, and he's a he, like I said, he's a he's a fairly entertaining color commentator. So I I enjoy his stuff. But speaking of movie stars, Dean Ambrose will headline the film Lockdown, coming from WWE Studios. A couple of TNA yeah. lockdowns around the archives, by the way. Yeah, uh, quite a few of them. Go check them out. But Lockdown, I did not watch that one, but it looked like a parody of a movie. Um, I don't remember what it was. They were in a, I know it's, they were in a prison, and it had Dolph Ziggler and Lana, I believe, and just... Yeah, they they squeezed a bunch of wrestlers, and it looked like um, like it was half comedy, half serious kind of deal. Uh, I don't know; it it just looked dumb. I was like, "Wow, this is what uh, Dean Ambrose is getting himself up to now." But explaining that, uh, did he play the part oh, of a plumber? Say what? Did he play the part of a plumber? No, God. But uh, explaining that Alberto Del Rio is owned by WWE. The former ADR, real name Alberto Rodriguez, confirmed that uh, Degale Ola e El Patron will in fact be his new ring name. Uh, that just rolls uh, right off the tongue, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I gotta hit him with... Whoa! 
<laughs> he's just Alberto El Patron. What it ends up being. But it's based in part on Ricardo Rodriguez's introduction of him in WWE. Ricardo also called his former kayfabe employer El Patron while working on Spanish-language commentary. For those who don't speak Spanish, El Patron means the boss. There you go. But, man, we, uh... Ironically, there'll be somebody that used the name the boss is far better than him later. But whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I guess getting into this story, uh, I, I should uh, play, the, play the lead up here. What's going on in Mexico? <laughs> Vampiro, Conan, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we got it. Move 2014, on. no. Uh, WWE are enforcing Rey Mysterio's contract and the no-compete clauses on Alberto Del Rio's deal after rumors that AAA invited Mysterio to appear on their biggest show of the year, Triple Mania, and wanted Del Rio to wrestle at the event. Yeah. Oh. So AAA initially were advertising Alberto Rodriguez under his WWE-trademarked name of Alberto Del Rio and courting the disgruntled Rey Mysterio whilst he was still under contract to WWE. Oh, my God. That's, uh, How stupid you gotta be? Uh, this stupid, apparently. Uh, AAA president Joaquin Roldan has, or was quick to point out that Rey Mysterio is currently a WWE-contracted superstar and that they aren't talking to him and wouldn't tamper with his contract. Oh, no, not at all. But, you know, who's not contracted by WWE is Conan. So, you know, Conan could be a go-between for them. And, uh... uh Probably I, was. Yeah, well, I, I gotta preface this. Allegedly! He was going back and forth between AAA and Rey Mysterio because he could, and Rey couldn't legally. So That was their workaround. It'll all work out. Yeah, and now he's back in the old WWE... And, His son uh, is one of the greatest heels on the planet, so there's that. Yep. Yeah, uh, old apron bump, by the way. Somebody was saying uh, something about the the feud he's in isn't isn't taken off or something like that, or they're bored with it or yeah. something like that. Cody, really? Yeah. yeah and he and uh, oh yeah, it was the Cody thing. And they said uh, I'm kind of bored with it. it. Doesn't feel right. Whatever. And Kyle from Apron Bump said because Dom is boring. Right. I don't know. Take that. that for, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, that's an opinion. But anyway. I think everything he's doing is fantastic. I never thought he was a great wrestler. Like, anytime I see it, he's not bad. I, I'm not He's like, going to look amazing trash. on Saturday. But Yeah, I'm sure. Well, Tony's great, though. But Well, uh, I just, like I said, I don't think he's trash. I don't think he's bad. I just, I've never seen him wrestle. And I'm like, man, Dom did great. It's like the other guy did great and Dom was there. <laughs> I think the match with Ray at WrestleMania was damn good. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, but it, I mean, it's Ray Mysterio. He's kind of an acquired taste, though, too. Right. But as far as Del Rio, uh, to wrap this up, he can appear on the show, but not actually wrestle. Oh, and that's a workaround there. Ooh, yeah. Wait a mess. Why the hell would you do this to yourself? That's just dumb. You say that about a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> right. This just seems like shooting yourself in the foot and then getting mad that your foot hurts afterwards. 
<laughs> Why can't I walk? <laughs> Uh, getting into TNA here. Oh, God. Oh, the future this is of one of the worst years in the history of that company, I think. Yeah, it's definitely up there, faux show. But uh, while the future of TNA on Spike TV remains uncertain and a new television deal has yet to, been, yet to be revealed, the company announced that Impact will be moving from its usual Thursday night time slot to Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time starting on August 20th. I don't think this lasts very long. Just don't think it crap came no, they right off. The they, eventually, they eventually moved to Tuesday and then back to Thursday between three different networks, I believe. On Spike? Or, no, oh, three different networks. It was, it was Spike. Uh, oh, I don't know what the next one was, but then it was Anthem. Or Sorry, not, they, were, they were owned by Anthem, right? Yeah. What was that channel that nobody has? Pop TV, it wasn't Desti- HDNet. Destination yeah, America. Yeah, Destination. And then HDNet, which is now Access TV. Well, okay, so I, I, w- I was curious about this, so I had to look it up. This is their final year on Spike, so they're gone. And then they get picked oh, up <laughs> They get picked up by Destination America in 2015, and then they go to Pop uh, from 2016 oh, to 2019. Oh, I forgot about Pop. Yeah. yeah. And then they go to the Pursuit channel in t- for a bit in 2019. Holy crap, I missed a lot of them, okay. They're on three different networks in 2019. So they're, they're on Pop to start 2019. Then they go to the Pursuit channel, and then they go to Access TV and Twitch. Yeah. I don't remember, I don't remember being on Twitch, but I, unless it was just, unless it was like a simulcast. Which I wouldn't really yeah. count as a new network, but. So, uh, let's see. Try to figure out. You know, when SmackDown bumps, uh, bumps around all those networks, it's because it's so popular and everyone wants it. This is like, yeah, you take it. Yeah, right. This is, uh, let's see, January 7th, 2015 was uh, one of the final ones. Like. Oh, the show ceased airing new television events after the edition of November 19th of this year. So only a couple months away, man. And the reason that uh, they get kicked off of uh, Spike TV is because Spike told them we don't want Vince Russo involved anymore. Dixie Carter said, sure thing, no more Vince Russo. And then she still hired him behind their backs and like an idiot did like a reply all uh, in an email to Vince Russo and the heads of Spike TV talking about Vince being employed. Well, just idiots, uh, idiots with emails almost ran this country. Keep that in mind. So it happens. Uh, Dude, <laughs> I like. We have to talk about something. We have talked about some stupid ass people already on this show. Like, God dang, man. We have a story about Vince Russo coming up here in a minute. Bro. Real quick, though. TNA Tag Team Champion. I remember this. Davey Richards broke his leg during a ladder match during a slide spot in where his leg got caught in the mat. Uh, Given how far in advance Impact is taped, it's unclear at this point if he and Eddie Edwards will be stripped of the belts or if they'll just stall for his four to six weeks of rehab to clear him for action. I think they do drop the belts. If I remember correctly. God dang it, pal. But, uh, yeah. I remember this happening. I thought his leg got caught in the ladder. But this is saying he... No, that might make more sense. Yeah, but this is saying he, he slid and his leg got caught. Which makes him, like, the second person to do something similar to that in... TNA, 
the first one unfortunately passed away from a blood clot afterwards is uh chris candido we reviewed the show that that happened on it was uh it was lockdown uh, which i lockdown. just plugged so it was at oh five there's two plugs for our lockdown shows now yeah right. i don't know why <laughs> it was lockdown oh five right the very first yeah one. yeah yeah in a in a weird ass match where it was like why is this even happening and then in retrospect, you're like, man, this match should have never happened. Yep. But here's a story I was teasing. Vince Russo recently justified his decision not to review TNA Impact anymore. Oh, no. We don't get to hear, you know, we don't get to hear Russo's opinion on Impact. What will we do? <laughs> that reminds me of something. I think you know what I'm talking about. But Yeah, well. I will not be doing a Grand Theft Auto review. Remember we lost our minds? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Check check this justification out, by the way. It's going to, you're going to be like, what the F uh, coming from him. So he wrote, quote, first and foremost, I cannot condone the extreme and excessive man on woman violence that I saw last on last week's episode. Even though I am fully aware that wrestling is a work, Thursday's act went beyond even my moral values. I didn't like um, it. <laughs> I didn't uh, like it. I didn't like the way it was done. And just uh, as I refuse to write for that particular episode, I now choose to stop writing about the product entirely. End quote. That's a re- on this was saying he was a born again Christian now. Yeah. Did he, well, did he say that at least? No. Because I mean, if he said but, that, I could maybe buy it. But even then. Man. Like really? No, totally. But don't change their life rich. like that. They noticed their stupid crap in the, in the past. But. Well, supposedly he was a he was a born again Christian way before this. Then he booked Abyss choke slamming Daphne through barbed wire. But no, yeah, I didn't know. Hell? I don't know the timeline on that. Okay, but okay, I'll believe you. Yeah, uh, supposedly he. Well, I guess he was a born again Christian right around the time TNA started. I want to say so. And yet he came up with the name TNA. <laughs> yep. And he came out calling himself the Antichrist Pro Wrestling and whatever. And I get that it's a you know it's it's all for show, but I mean there's supposed to be a certain moral standard that you uphold, you know, when you're a born again Christian. You don't see Sting and AJ Styles saying and doing that kind of stuff. Just putting that out there. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, this is just I can't condone wow. the man and woman violence said Vince Russo. Yeah, like that's. That's like saying John Mox. That would be like John Moxley complaining that there are too many death matches on the card. I don't condone much blood. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there were way too many people bleeding on this card. I'm supposed to bleed that much, damn it. I think Russo's like, bro, I, I don't condone man and woman violence that I don't personally book, bro. Anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my line in the sand is... I didn't book it, bro. You know, I might even be able to respect him if he said that. <laughs> I couldn't, because it's like, oh, well, I didn't book it, therefore it's bad. <laughs> Shut the F up, man. He could have said, like, you know, I didn't book it, because I would have done this at least. Yeah. <sighs> Last story I got here. This is going to lead into quite a few things, but there are increased talks of New Japan and Ring of Honor doing more talent exchanges, including possibly a show in Japan next year. Yeah. Uh, you and I recently, just in January, uh, we reviewed. That's gonna at least go it. as far as uh, WrestleMania 35. Yeah, because I was well, at that show in the garden. 
Exactly. Yeah, it goes on. That, for- uh, that Switchblade Jay White single-handedly sold out. He'll tell you. No, no, dude. Matt Taven sold it out. We've been over this. Was the champion? So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Or no, he won the championship. We we reviewed earlier this year in January. New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom eight uh, took place in January of 2014, and uh, Jay Lethal defended the ROH title on the card. So I want to say that the was greatest first generation wrestler of all time. Exactly. Was that the we never get to any TV time today? Yeah, I'm bitter about that. Uh, I may have quoted the wrong one. Okay, so it was the wrong one. I'm sorry. We we did we did a couple of them. So it was Wrestle Kingdom 10 in 2016. So yeah, so they do keep up their. It actually builds to the point of where Ring of Honor titles are being defended on their biggest show of the year in New Japan. Ring of Honor title the first match. Uh, they got them <laughs> spread throughout the card. So, but what's funny about that is like. New Japan's just like every every match has to be for a title, damn it. Everyone bring in the Ring of Honor titles. I wonder where Tony Khan gets it from. Yeah. Japan's been doing that for years. Like, dude, it's the who gives a crap title that so and so has held for 18 months because nobody else wants it. Like, okay, you like Jim yeah, Gordon well, talked about. Whichever was, one that Zack Sabre Jr. currently holds is one of the ugliest titles I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's like a huge rectangle. Oh, God. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think that's their... Uh, oh, yeah. It's the World Television Championship. Yep. Yeah, their television title is hideous. I'm like... Hey, Scunther's IC title look like, you know, like a classic WWF title. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, did you see, by the way, at the... Not to go back to this, but at the Forbidden Door 2, when he's making his entrance, he looks in the camera and he goes, Where's my TMDK music, you morons? <laughs> I saw him say something, but I didn't catch what it was. Yeah, I had to I had to listen to it a couple times. Somebody like finally figured it out, and I'm listening. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what he is saying. Like, that's funny. They played the wrong music for him. <laughs> they probably couldn't license it. He spent all yeah, that money maybe. on uh, Final Countdown. Oh God, yeah. Uh, we spent the budget on Final Countdown. Damn it. What was the song that was Osprey used? Man, was like badass. Yeah. It's called Elevated, I think. I looked it up afterward. Oh, nice. Well, that does it for the news and notes. So you ready to get into the event? I actually am, yes. Yeah, this one was pretty good. So we're going to take our next break. On the other end of this, SummerSlam 2014. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Hello everyone, my name is Ryan McCarthy and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, 
also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's WWE SummerSlam 2014. Took place August 17th, 2014 at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Now called the Crypto.com Arena, which is stupid. I was about to ask, yeah. That's a horrible name. But... Like, it's almost 2023 20, name you can get, though. Right. Well, plus the fact that it's like, who the hell shops at Staples anymore? <laughs> but the attendance is 17,357. The buy rate was 147,000 buys. And that's on top of it being on the WWE Network. So that's 147,000 people that were too stupid to know that 10 bucks a month would get you the pay per view for, for free or part of the package, however you want to word it. Well, and then there's. Morons like Jim Cornette that's like, I can't figure out how to get WWE Network on my big TV, so I'm just going to pay for the full price on pay-per-view. It's like, shut the F up, man. Like, like, dude, like, evolve, you old-ass man. Like, good God. Like, my grandparents could figure that crap out better than him. Yeah, you know, to be fair, though, you might be able to write it off because it's for a show. Yeah, right. But still. Uh, I know that's what, uh, well, that Dave Meltzer and uh, Brian Alvarez said that's what they used to do, because... That was part of their job, so they wrote it off. But we start the show introducing Hulk Hogan. He puts himself, SummerSlam, WWE, and the WWE Network over. We then get the official show open and all the pyro lights off. And yeah, now, I thought Cody was coming out. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh no, too soon. Now, here he's <laughs> Stardust. Yeah. You know, that's something I'm trying to talk about that. Yeah. But. This first match, it is The Miz defending the WWE Intercontinental title against Dolph Ziggles. It goes about oh, Mr. Ziggles-worth. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but The Miz cuts a promo on his way to the ring, saying that he's better than all the CGI stuff that Hollywood is doing nowadays. Uh, the Miz reverses a famaster attempt into a skull-crushing valley for a surprise near fall. After this... Dolph dodges the Miz, hits the zigzag, which I forgot was his finisher because I hadn't seen him in forever, and he pins him to win the IC title. Uncle Dave gives this two and three quarter stars. I don't know what the hell shaved off that quarter of a star. I gave it an even three. I love this match. What say you? Yep, three. Two Cleveland Dolph, boys, too. Dolph and Jerkin' the Curtain at SummerSlam team to go like lamb and tuna fish. Lamb and tuna fish? Spaghetti and meatballs? You like that? How do you better? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Because if you don't like that, uh, well, in America, yeah, go, yeah. like that. <laughs> that was it. I was Even spacing on the whole one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Freaking love that. But yeah, you get two Cleveland boys jerking the curtain for the workhorse title. Man, how about that? 
but we now well, one's back. one's the Hollywood Florida guy, one's a Los Angeles guy. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, I like the back when NXT was just like that competition show, and Dolph was a judge one time. He just like gave up kayfabe and he wore a Kent State or I think it was a Kent State hat because <laughs> he he used to go to Kent State. Yeah, if you don't know, he's got the most pins in wrestling history there. Yeah, they don't tell you that enough on TV. <laughs> right. We go backstage with a prepubescent looking Todd Phillips who was clearly doing the splits here because Brie Bella walks up and is not too much shorter than him. For those that don't remember, I forgot about that being a thing. You remember like uh, every once in a while the camera would be too far back and you'd see him like doing the splits pretty much. I saw someone post a meme on Twitter one time of that. Yeah, they they uh, there was one time he was like literally sitting down during an interview, but most of the time they would just have him like spread his legs way out so he'd look shorter. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was one time they accidentally backed the camera up too far when he's interviewing Jericho and his he's damn near doing the splits. I'm like, holy shit. That was hilarious. But what was an idea? Why just hire someone shorter? Yeah, or better yet, who gives a damn? Oh, you can't have the interviewer taller than the, uh, Allie's the taller than everybody. That's like why? Like I don't like. I don't think anybody would have given a damn. But Todd asks about Stephanie McMahon sending Bree to jail over assault charges. Bree says <laughs> that the bogus charges were dropped, and she's this been reflecting. Stupid. I know. I hate this whole thing. She said she's been reflecting on the crap that Stephanie put her family through. So tonight, she's taking her out. Up next, this is actually a divas match. I was looking forward to not fast forwarding through. It was. AJ Lee defending the Divas title against Paige. Uh, it goes about five minutes. Paige shows at one point that AJ yanked out one of her hair extensions. So Paige pays her back later, pulling one of AJ's out. Paige ends up picking AJ up only for AJ to turn it into the Black Widow. Somehow, Paige turns that into the Rampage for the win. Uncle Dave gave the... I think this was the debut of the Rampage. Uh, Uncle Dave gives this two and a quarter. I gave this two and a half stars. Let's see. How are they missing her not doing something bigger on the show rampage on AEW? Yeah, right. Uh, I gave it. I gave it two. It wasn't actually that bad. I like this match. These two women could actually wrestle uh, on top of looking good. So yeah, this was oh, in the man. hell yeah. This was during the era where it's like it was like growing pains where they were going from divas to like, they could actually wrestle. I think it was, was it 2015 or 2016 when they actually start like giving them real matches? And they were I want to say if, uh, 15 when okay. all the horsewomen debuted. Well, except for Bailey. Was it the, was it the raw after SummerSlam that we went to where they had that multi women's match and the crowd just crapped all over it? I think so. Yeah. I remember I, I couldn't remember what event it was, but I remember it being around that time. I was just like, man, it sucked. But after the match, Paige sits a nearly unconscious AJ up, hugs her, kisses her cheek, and puts a Divas title on her lap. Paige then takes the title and skips off. Up next, it is Rusev with Lana taking on Jack Swagger with Zeb Coulter, a match you could see in AEW nowadays. I don't uh, want to see anything with Hager in AEW ever. And he is brutal. Oh, man. Uh, but this is a flag match. It was about nine minutes. So this aged gracefully. Uh, before the match, Lana dedicates the match to, quote, 
the world's greatest reality star and true hero, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Yikes. 2023, you think that would happen? <laughs> right. Yeah, this was... Or as I call him, Vladimir Putin. Good God. Or as Michael Cole called him, Vladimir Putin. Oh, you, you can call him anything you want, but... Don't call him late to dinner, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Just like, wow. This was bad back then. All these years later, they were worse. But Lana then puts down the fantasy Hollywood, saying that Rusev represents reality. Jack Swagger then has actual military guardsmen come out onto the stage with flags and walk him to the ring. He get a jump start before the match, but Swagger gets the advantage and I thought it was uh, lock. I actually thought it was uh, fair here for a jump start because it was a huge blood feud. Right. Well, you remember when he started? At first, he called it the Patriot Act, and then they switched it to the Patriot Lock. It's like, it's like, it's like, like, I get that the Patriot Act wasn't exactly a popular thing, but who cares? Like, were people like crying over the name of his move? Was it that offensive? Probably. Like, Everybody's offended by something. You know this. Yeah, let's call it the Patriot Lock, pal. Like, oh, shut the f up. Yes, it is a lock technically. But... Yeah, but it's like I I hate that where like every power bomb has to be called the something bomb, and every like and the cutter. Yeah, every submission has to be called the something lock. Like, we get it. It's a lock. It's a move. Or it's a it's a submission hold. But anyway, because of the the uh, ankle lock, though, Rusev basically wrestled on one leg. In the end, Rusev locks in the accolade, and Swagger passes out to lose. Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. I thought it was good, but not great. What say you? I gave it two. He really gave it three, and what did you say, a quarter? Yeah, three and a quarter. Hell no. Yeah, I was like, dude, what? There were a few matches like that where I'm like, dude, wait, what the hell were you watching, man? Like, that's a lot. Normally, it goes the other way where he craps on it. But this would have been my worst match of the, of the night if one didn't happen after this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, you know what it is. I think we're going to be yeah. together on that one. Spot on. Well, after the match, Zeb Coulter checks on Jack Thwagger, and Lana demands that Rusev crush. So Rusev does a running kick to Coulter, knocking him the F out. Well, Lana, if that is your real name. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know where he kicked him, Greg. In the face! Uh, I like Got JBL. Where, I like how JBL was like, "You just kicked a grandfather." I'm like, okay, cool. He's got grandkids, damn it. Yeah. Uh, but after this, they raise the Russian flag and play the Russian national anthem. Yikes! Yeah. <sighs> Let's move on. <laughs> More next, aging gracefully. Right. Up next, it is Seth. Rollins taking on Dean Ambrose in a lumberjack match. Uh, goes to shy of 11 minutes. Rollins and Plumber Moxley, as we call them. Good lord. But I have... Franklin is my favorite. (laughs) So I have a tell figures of both of these guys in these very outfits. Uh, And I normally hate lumberjack matches, so this was just a bit above average for me. I just, I hate him. There's no Dude. reason for this to be a lumberjack match, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was because Seth kept running, so... Yeah, but still, why can't it be a cage or something? Well, 
Shut up. That's why. <laughs> well, you know why, Greg? <laughs> Me, right? <laughs> but these two jump each other from go. They battle up into the crowd at one point. So, you know, so much for them lumberjacks. Uh, but yeah, they go. I was about, one of my notes is like, what are the purpose of lumberjacks here? And there's well, something else that's going to happen too. You're like, of course. Yeah. Well, Rollins tries to make a break for it, and he's stopped and brought back to the ring by the lumberjacks, only for Ambrose to dive off the top rope onto all of them outside the ring. Corporate Kane even comes out and interferes. After that, all of the lumberjacks fill the ring and turn it into a giant cluster. That's that's my note. There's never a lumberjack match where they don't fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in the chaos, it is. Uh, in the uh, chaos, behind the referee's back, Seth Rollins grabs his Money in the Bank briefcase, blasts Ambrose in the face. Uh, in the face. In the face. In the face. <laughs> and then he pins him to win. Uncle Dave gave this three and three quarter stars. Damn near four stars for this. I gave it three. I thought it was fine. Let's say <laughs> I, you. I gave it three as well. Like, I'm with you. I'm, I'm down. Dude, it's just, no, I don't need a lumberjack match. Nah, I'm good, man. Adding more people to it doesn't up the quality. I I can't remember one single lumberjack match that I saw. I was like, man, that was great. Like, there have been good ones, but Ugh. But up next, uh, it is Bray Wyatt versus Chris Jericho in 12 minutes, 53 seconds. I have a Mattel figure of this Bray Wyatt. I think I do. I think I have that one, too. I almost forgot about Jericho's light up jackets. But in the end, Wyatt hits the sister Abigail into the ringside barricade. It's another in the ring and wins. This match started pretty slow and then picked up. Uh, it was a lot of character work and it wasn't like a fantastic match or anything. It was all right. Uncle Dave gave it three stars. Uh, I gave it two and a half. Let's say you. Dose. Yeah, it was fine. I liked it. It wasn't, uh, I don't know. It, Bray Wyatt's okay. Like, I like his character work more than anything. His I, matches are just kind of. You know why I hated watching this match back? Huh? Just seeing Chris Jericho here and what we see now on TV. Like, oh, God. And th- yeah. And Dude, right you around... used to be amazing. Right. What the hell happened to you? And shortly after this is when I felt like he should have stepped away from the ring. I was like, all right, you've, you've peaked. It's, it's time to go home. And nope. You remember that episode of Friends where Ross is watching the, uh, the dinosaur special? Yeah. Like, what happened, you guys? <laughs> for me, it's just like he was one of the best, man. And like for years and years. And then like he got to the tip of the mountain and then he started like he's about to start his downward trajectory. And now it's like he's been at the bottom of that hill for a couple of years at this point, and he still keeps rolling along. It's it sucks. It is. But after the match, Bray Wyatt leads the crowd in a sing-along of he's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah. And up next, clearly the match of the night here. Oh, yeah, right here. This is the one, dude. <laughs> it is. I was falling asleep in this event. This is what brought me back. Exactly. This was the come-up match right here. It's Stephanie McMahon versus Brie Bella. Not to spoil the ending, but do you remember uh, a minute ago when I told you that that would have been my worst match in the card if this match hadn't happened? Yes. This is the one I was talking about. <laughs> I'm yep. pretty sure you know that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, this goes Also, this goes 11 minutes. 
between two people who should never have wrestled ever. Oh. Uh, also, the, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. The four horsewomen, four horsewomen of MMA are seated in the front row at ringside. Partway through the match, Triple H and Nikki Bella come to the little, ring. Little did we know that that was actually going to uh, play into a WrestleMania segment. It's yeah, right? I know, it's crazy. But uh, Brie reverses a pedigree from Stephanie into a yes lock, but Triple H pulls the referee out of the ring. Brie does a running dropkick to Triple H outside of the ring, taking him out. And then Nikki gets in the ring and in Stephanie's face. Brie gets on the other side of Stephanie. And then Nikki shoves Stephanie aside and forearms Brie in the face. In the face! In the face! <laughs> Got it in again. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon then hits the pedigree on Brie Bella to get the pinfall win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle... Uncle Dave gave this two and a half stars, to which I ask, what the F are you watching, man? I give it a star and a half. Let's say you. How, wait, how many did you give it? Two and a half stars. Oh, well, I guess it's not that egregious, but I gave it one. Going on the normal scale of uh, zero to five, that means he thinks this is average. Really? Like, uh, maybe like, like for them on a curb. But... Dude, Uncle Dave <sighs> was in a good mood. This night, all right. He, he might rated. have been there. To be fair. Oh, that's true. It's only a five-hour five drive, so there's that. Yeah, I, I don't know if he was there or not, but yeah, he he very well might have been. Uh, but yeah, dude, he he was grading everything like way higher than normal. Like he didn't crap on any of this stuff, which I blew my you think mind. This, you think you would think this event was in the shadow of Japan or something? Yeah, right. Not in the Staples Center. It's in the Tokyo Dome. But after the match, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon pose over top of Brie Bella, taunting her. Nikki looks conflicted at ringside before taking off. Yeah, and this leads to the wonderful I wish you would have died in the womb promo. Yep. That was masterful. Like, this whole I thing. I kind of got flashbacks of this one. It looked like the Usos were going to break up and they were having to take sides. With Roman. Yeah. Yep. Except that one was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, good lord, like it was gross. You think about in like a couple of years, we get Nikki telling Bree, "I wish you would have died in the womb," and then Paige bringing up uh, Charlotte Flair's dead brother. Like, not not too far apart from each other, man. Like, who the f was writing this stuff, bro? Not me. <laughs> Maybe it was the people that were uh, referring to the one Indian writer as Taliban. Oh my god. Yeah, bring that back. A shout out. Uh, that's a, a, a call back to the news there. Yeah, I'm just saying, if, the, if that stuff is true, sheds a lot of light on the people who are writing this garbage. But uh, anyway, you explain next. the Taliban thing, though, right? Well, hey, it's just you don't write people. That's like apparently legitimately happening, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's a rumor that they call him Taliban, but I'm just saying if, it, if it's true. And they're just, you know, it's just distasteful people that uh, I would go further with crap pieces of shit. Yeah, uh, that is one big pile of shit. There you go. <laughs> no, it's not. That. Well, apparently we all know again, allegedly. But yeah, right. Allegedly might not have happened. I'm hoping it didn't. But yeah, fingers it crossed. Did. You know, have your fun in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I want the spit. <laughs> Anyway, up next, it is Randy Orton 
versus Roman Reigns in 16 and a half minutes. Uh, in the end, Roman Reigns dodges a punt kick, hits a spear on Orton, and wins. More like a field goal, but whatever. Yeah, right. Uncle Dave gave this four stars. I gave it three. Let's say you. I gave it three. Four stars? I'm like, this may be the good. This may be the closest you and I have ever been on an event. Right, yeah, I think so. I'm just like, wow. Like, Uncle Dave loved this damn match. I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just like, eh. You know, I've, I've, I've seen better out of both these guys. It was it was good. I don't know. I th- I honestly think if and when Randy Orton returns, we could get a better match out of these two now. I was going to say, we're a decade later, and now it could be argued that Rowan might be the better wrestler between these two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, definitely the... Uh, Gonna have the most storied career out of the two by the time they're done. And yeah, right. But that takes us to our second to last break. On the other end of this, we're getting into that main event, and boy, what a doozy it was! Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah got the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... K-A-S-T. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. It's going down for event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back we're back main event time john cena defends that wwe world heavyweight title so he has two belts here (laughs) 10 years later and we just got over this again uh, he's defending against Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Ironically, it was Brock who started the whole two belt thing right now. Right. He lost to Roman. Yeah. So. Yep. And this goes for 16 minutes, five seconds. So Brock hits an F5. You know F5. it's funny? I remember the whole outcome of this match and everything, but I don't remember it being this long. Yeah, same here. I remember it being like a five-minute squash, and I was like, wow, I was wrong. I, I mean, it is kind of a squash, but not nearly nearly to the point that I thought. But Brock hits an F5 in the opening minute of the match, but Cena kicks out. Cena manages to nail an attitude adjustment for a near fall at one point. Later on... I remember watching this live and thinking that was it. Oh, man, he won. I know, because I was like, dude, this again... Because Cena always did that. He would get his shit kicked in for like 10 minutes, and then he'd do like a miraculous comeback and win. I'm like, what the hell? But, alas, didn't happen. 
But when it looks like Cena's just about dead, he catches Lesnar in the STF, all of Frank Mir. Uh, but Lesnar turns it into a ground and pound. Brock then picks Cena up, hits another F5, and wins. During the course of this match, Lesnar hit 16 suplexes and two F5s on John Cena. Brock absolutely mauled him. And I so, think we've already established that Suplex City wasn't even a thing yet. Yeah, about to be, but yeah. Dude, I... Same state. <laughs> right. I remember watching this. I, I had not watched this show since I watched it live. I, so, like, you know, you and I were talking about it, I remember it being different. I just remember watching this just being stunned. I was like, wow. It was a complete rout. Right. Uh, and according to John Cena, or uh, Brock Lesnar, rather, this was all John's idea. Like, John was like, oh, no, you gotta, you gotta beat my ass. You just, just beat The Undertaker. Like, what, if I go out there and have a competitive match against you and almost beat you, like, the, you know, then what? Like, I mean, I get it. But uh, check this out, dude. Uncle Dave gave this four and a quarter stars for for an ass whooping. I gave it three. What say you? I gave it three as well. Yeah. You and I were almost dead on balls accurate, like on all this stuff about this card. But uh, that's another My Cousin Vinny reference for all of you out there. Anybody that's been listening long enough, you know that our uh, affinity for that movie Anybody that, oh, everything I got just says. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it's just four and a quarter stars? Like, what the, what? I mean, sure, there was some drama. Are we, are we grading in terms of squashes? Yeah, right. Like, in that this case, was, I'll, sure. give it, I'll give it like five for that, but not as a match. I guess if you're grading on the fact that you were shocked that this happened, sure. I could see that. But, yikes, man. Yikes. Paul, <laughs> Paul Heyman slides into the ring with the two world titles and gets on his knees to basically praise Lesnar. They leave together while Heyman hypes Brock up to close the show. And that takes us to our final break. On the other end of this, we're getting into final ratings, telling you what's coming next, well, next week and next month on the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time here. 
Internet Movie Database gives us... I'm pretty close to these guys as well. Internet Movie Database gave us 7.3 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 7.33 out of 10. I give it a 7.5 out of 10 for C+. Let's see you. B-. minus. You said B-? minus. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, C plus, B minus right in there. Uh, it was a good sh- uh, It had had enough matches on there where I was like, oh, wow. I was a little shocked that Dolph beat The Miz. That ending was obviously a shock. Most of the other matches... Oh, Miz. <laughs> most of the other matches were pretty good. So, there you go. Nothing mind-blowing except uh, the result of that main event. But, all in all, pretty good show. So that does it for August, man. We are done. That takes us into September. And we're kind of spreading it all around with September. Spreading the love. Yeah, well, we're going to drop a huge crap bomb on the end of September. But... <laughs> uh, but we're opening it up on September 6th next week with ECW Anarchy Rules 1999. ECW. Uh Believe it or not, that may be one of our better shows of the month. <laughs> so I haven't watched it back it. yet. So yeah, uh, I'm just going uh, going off of what we got booked later on. September 13th, we're bringing you WCW Fall Brawl 1993. That one ends with a random ass uh, War Games match where the Shockmaster is in it. So yeah. And Rick Rude and Ric Flair face off for the International World Heavyweight title, which sounds redundant, because it is. There's a whole uh, story behind that. Maybe we'll get into that. Let's see. Yeah, right. Uh, and no, it. Un, this is going to upset Honky Tonk Man, but it does not involve Rick Rude's dong. So, does it involve uh, Space Mountain? Oh, man. Yeah. Hashtag Rick Rude's dong. Hashtag Space Mountain. There you go. Get that going. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have a jousting contest in the ring. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, our double main event week is actually going to be on September 20th. We bring you a TNA No Surrender 2012. We have not done a TNA show in months. Uh, well, actually, the June bonus is NWA TNA's first anniversary show. But um, this oh, is the first God. one we've done in a while. <laughs> yeah. I think we just dropped that bomb, didn't we? Probably. Uh, at our time now of recording, yes. <laughs> but, okay. but that uh, this will be our first one in three months, four months, something like that. But it's uh, it's involving Jeff Hardy and Bully Ray and uh, the... Yeah, what can go Bound- wrong with those two, huh? Without their yeah, partners. Right? Yeah, right. The uh, Bound for Glory series. And uh, the bonus show that week, it's Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor uh, 16. The main event of this one is Jay Lethal defending the uh, Ring of Honor world title against Will Ospreay. We've also got a 10-man match involving Bullet Club Elite taking on Chaos from New Japan. Bully Ray is on this card. Punishment Martinez is on this card defending the TV title against Chris Sabin. That should be a great match. Uh, the Women of Honor title is defended. The ta- Ring of Honor tag titles are defended. So, uh, also, we talked about this uh, under two different tag team names. Frankie Gazarian and Christopher Daniels are in both shows that week. <laughs> so is Bully Ray. Uh, but that's uh, that's the bonus show. We're wrapping up the month of September, though. September 27th with WCW Fall Brawl 2000. Yeah. 
Main event of that one is Kevin Nash taking on Booker T in a caged heat match, which was Vince Russo's way of doing the freaking hell in a cell. Because, you know, he's yeah, not war games at the fall brawl, but right. You know, which but whatever blows my mind because he's like, bro, we can't do war games. We got to rip off hell in a cell. And then he gets to TNA and he's like, bro, we got to rip off war games. <laughs> Grief, guy's an idiot. Like, if you guys haven't picked up on it yet, uh, it, what we think of him in this podcast, we think he's an idiot. There's that. But all right, man, I think that wraps it up for today. And uh, this is coming up next month. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all next week. And uh, next month, we're officially into September, and uh, fall's about to start. Yay. Uh, we'll, we'll be hitting you with ECW Anarchy Rules 1999.